1: of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Bantwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.
0: I'm ducking out, you're ducking out. Let's dike out together, see what it's all about.
2: Hi and welcome to Diking Out, a podcast where a couple of dikes dike out about stuff going on in the news. We pick a special topic each week and we invite a hilarious guest to dike out with us. And this week we are so fortunate to have stand-up comedian Iman Al Husseini. Iman, thanks for joining us. Yeah,
1: thanks for having me.
2: I should also remind people I'm Carolyn Bergier. Oh, and I'm Sarah York. Hi. <laughs> And uh yeah, today we're gonna be diking out about the topic of religion. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot to unpack there uh, with religion. But first, uh, I want to plug again, uh, Sarah and I write for a show called The Box. You can find us online on YouTube, watch our videos. But our season three premiere is going to be at Littlefield in Brooklyn on Saturday, October 28th. Iman has been a panelist and a performer for The Box mm-hmm. before, and we've been very fortunate to have her always a hit. And uh we're so excited about our premiere. We're gonna have some awesome comics there. We're gonna have a DJ. It's gonna be a party. So please come out. Um I think it's seven dollars. But if you prove that you donated to uh Puerto Rico or I think a number of other causes, mm-hmm. uh, you can get in for free, which is pretty cool because I bet most of our listeners are awesome oh, yeah. and have already given money to good causes. So we're we're actually taping uh this episode uh a week ago from when you're listening to it. So the topical stuff we're going to talk about is not as topical, uh, (laughs) but you know, that's that's the best we can do for now because I'm going to have a new nephew. So I have to go out of town to, to to greet that baby and uh, tell him all about the matriarchy right away. (laughs) Start Uh, young. Yeah. Start young. (laughs) Let him know that he's a feminist. Um, First, quick quick shout out uh, to Wanda Sykes. Wanda Sykes is getting the Point Legend Award, um, and it's to to honor people who have been um, like vocal in the LGBT community and for for all the work she's done. I feel like Wanda Sykes is almost kind of forgotten a lot uh, in terms of thinking of uh, LGBTQ mm-hmm. daikons. And uh, Wanda, she's been she's been out for. A while, uh, she's married to her partner. She talks about it. She's hilarious. Um, I mean, I watched. I, I love Julia Louise Dreyfus, but I watched the New Adventures of Old Christine just for Wanda Sykes because she's right. uh, hysterical. So, just want to uh, throw her name on this podcast because I don't
1: think we've talked about how wonderful she is before. We haven't. She's really the best. She's my ultimate favorite. And yeah. um, have what- you seen her live? I haven't seen her live. I wish I could. I really, really admire her. I think a lot of people forget that she's gay. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Because she was, I guess she was straight for a while. She was married to a man and, um, but I could really relate to her material. And I think she's absolutely wonderful. And I do, I do want to mention being in, uh, just for laughs in Montreal. It sounds like I'm bragging. I am a little (laughs) bit. Um, and I got, I got interviewed after one of my shows by Tony Rock, Chris Rock's brother. And all he right. asks every comedian to give them their top five comedians that they love. And when I said Wanda Sykes, he was just like, oh, my God, yeah, of course. He's like, first of all, every single person I interviewed today, none of them named a female comic. That's number one. Number two, he was like, how could I forget about Wanda Sykes? Like, he felt yeah. bad about it. She's really, like, yeah. the best. Yeah. Anyway, all that to say, from now on, my top five, are, I'm just going to mention women all the yes. time. Because yeah. they're actually so much better. Yeah. For sure. I, I'm a little sexist. I'm a little, yeah. It's fine.
2: It's okay. It's not considered sexist. No. In these I four mean, walls. Well, <laughs>
1: I mean, guys do it all the time. And right. he. he oh, sure. I, I'm glad that he felt guilty yeah. about it um, because she is really like a to- top comic, yeah. you know? Yeah.
2: So yesterday I was in this in-person meeting about this uh, comedy competition I'm going to be in in November and they wanted to meet with the comics and I found out about it um, from another comic. Veronica Garza was like, you need to, um, you know, get in touch with these people. And I I went and met and she said Veronica was the only female comic to respond to the ad. I'm like, Hmm. what? And she's like, Yeah, I w- we would love to have more female comedians, but we just don't know where, where to find them. I'm like, I'll help. Yeah, yeah. Let me know. I have a list of 100. 100- <laughs> you could do this competition, yeah. all women. She's like, Oh, maybe we'll- we will do one that's all women. I'm that's- like, Do one that's all women and don't even say that it's going to be all women. Just say, These are the funniest comics in New that's York. Right. Yeah. That's that right. That would actually be more powerful, be I think. Women. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I-, I have lists that I keep in case I ever decide to produce my own comedy show of like, who are the stand up comedians that I would would want on it, and it's like eighty women <laughs> and <Yeah>. ten men. <laughs> yeah. that's and,
1: good.
2: I mean, the the women they they they're hilarious in New York, and it makes me so sad when people don't know who they are. So I, I asked her, "How are you marketing this? How did you get people to find out?" She said, oh, "Well, we posted on Craigslist." I'm like, "Okay, well." Female comics are yeah. not going on Craigslist because we don't want to show up somewhere and be expected to, like, jerk off someone with our feet. Yeah, like that's exactly. 90% of Craigslist.
3: Yeah, has- I don't think a lot of women are cruising Craigslist to find, like, their next cool, safe, like, amazing, rewarding gig in you know, any way. I did yeah. find my
2: first job on Craigslist. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Uh, but but in New York, and if you're looking under like entertainment for women, yeah, yeah. it's all sex work. <laughs> that's it's, right. It's all mm-hmm. sex work. So we're we're not too
3: I can't believe that <laughs>
1: still exists. Craigslist still yeah. exists. It's, it does. It and sounds they haven't dangerous. changed
3: anything about it as far as like its ease of use or like any there's like no it, it's the it's the most cumbersome thing to use ever. And there but there's some competition as far as like Websites for just selling your things in your house Staff. and things like that, and job seeking and stuff. So, I think it's probably not going to be around forever.
2: Iman, you want to hear something funny? Yes, please. I met my first wife on Craigslist. Oh, really? What? I didn't Whoa. know that. Little known fact, yeah. <laughs> How? Uh, I thought I was picking up a toaster. No, I was just <laughs> No, I I moved to a new city and I didn't have any friends and I just knew my coworkers and my mom lived 40 minutes outside the city. So I was spending the weekends with my mom and I'm like, (laughs) I really need to make friends. So I was on Craigslist. And there was a section that was uh, the Strictly Platonic section, and she had posted and was looking for somebody to hang out with, and she had just moved to the city and didn't know many people. So I, I messaged her, but I was like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm in a relationship, and uh, but would love someone to go to, like, concerts with or go to the movies with. So we hung out just as friends, and we were friends for two years before anything happened. But because at the same time I was in a, um, a long-distance relationship with my girlfriend, and it it was a very contentious relationship and she got jealous super easily. Like she was jealous of like the gay men that I hung out with. And so I was like, I have to lie about how I met Jackie uh, because I can't just say I met this woman online (laughs) and now I'm hanging out with (laughs) her. Like that would have been the end of everything. And so I I like made up this lie um, that like I met her through another friend and then, uh when my girlfriend moved down to Atlanta and we had an apartment warming party, both like Jackie and this other friend, I'm like, you guys have to pretend you know each other. Uh, here's the background story. Wow. <laughs> that's just, amazing. It, it was a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and did
1: you say that's how you met your first wife? My first wife. Okay. So you've been married before. Mm-hmm.
2: No, well, I'm, I'm married. Yeah, I was married before. Um, I think when I first met you, Iman, I had a different wife. Oh, maybe. Okay, look and at then, you. Same here.
3: When we, when we first met, yeah,
2: yeah, and now, <laughs> um, but but you never you never met her because she hated that I did comedy, so
1: she never came to anything. Oh, okay. So wait, so was that so, Jackie that you married, or, or Jackie, not Jackie, the Jackie jealous my- girlfriend?
2: No, no, no! I didn't marry the, the jealous okay, girlfriend. Okay, no. so good. I ended up marrying Jackie. The jealous
1: girlfriend, as it turns out,
3: had every right to be jealous about. Yeah, look about at that! Him. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> I was kidding?
1: It
2: wasn't like that. It definitely wasn't like that. But but no, now now I'm married to Cecilia. Of who course, met of course. I know times. your your latest yeah, wife. Yeah. yeah,
1: Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> what There's a like no good way to say that. I love <laughs> that.
2: <laughs> um, what? So
1: what? How, how did you break up with the jealous girl?
2: Oh, I just, it, it just came to a point where I'm just like, I, this needs to end. It yeah. was one of those relationships where we were like breaking up a lot and um, it just, it just wasn't a good fit and had to move out. And that was, that was like a whole, yeah. a whole thing. How did we get onto this? Why we- <laughs> <laughs> Craigslist. Uh, Craigslist. Yes. That's right. Craigslist. Okay. Um, so we were talking about, uh, let's move on to the the next kind of, one of Craigslist. Um, <laughs> Retracing our steps. Yes. Okay. Um, so I also saw Brian Murphy speak at the uh, New Yorker Festival, and uh, American Horror Story uh, Cult is mm-hmm. on right now. Do you watch American Horror Story, Mon? I haven't seen it. I get scared very easily, so don't, don't, don't watch it. Yeah. Don't Can't watch do it. it. I don't
1: watch that. Yeah.
2: I don't get scared very easily, but when I watched the first season of American Horror Story, I watched the first episode, and I couldn't. Watch it. I mean, yeah. I, I had to take a break and then finally talk to my someone was like, "No, it's really good. You should stick with it. But it is a very scary and disturbing show to watch. Um, but I am watching it this season after taking a few seasons off because it's a lesbian storyline with Sarah paulson. Woo. and i I've said before that I'm always kind of iffy on Ryan Murphy um. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like a lot of his messages kind of like hit you over the head to a point where you don't know if he's making fun of the perspective Mm -hmm. or not. And that's always kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But after hearing him speak, uh, it is kind of cool and good to have a, an ally like Ryan Murphy in Hollywood because he does make a lot of stories about women. Mm-hmm. And he is very interested in women and has been shaped by, by women. And um, his grandmother was a big influence on him. And he wants to tell the stories of women. And, I mean, the, the season of American Horror Story Coven, it was a mostly female cast. And that was one of the best seasons Um, But something really cool that I didn't know about was that he started this foundation called the Half Foundation and all of the projects um, for his company, half of the directors must be female. Mm -hmm. Um, which at first I was like, that's awesome. But then I'm like, wait a minute. Isn't that like the bare minimum of what it should be? (laughs) Like, shouldn't that be the default anyway that you had to create a foundation to encourage it? But it is actively going out and finding women and paying them to groom them for these positions. And I think it goes beyond just directors as well. But a lot of times it's like a catch 22. How do you get your first break as, as a woman when men are just picking other men to, to mentor? And then like, if Um, You take these internships that aren't really paid and there are just like a Mm -hmm. lot of barriers for women and people of color to getting these positions. So it's cool to know that Ryan Murphy is actually uh, doing a lot of great things for women um, because he knows straight men aren't doing it. So we need a gay man like him (laughs) to (laughs) come in and try to to balance things. Justin Trudeau
1: did that. He with did. the parliament cuz it's yeah. 2016. I liked his right. response was like <laughs> yeah. duh. yeah he's like
2: uh why am i doing it cuz it's 2016. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. And one of my that reminds me of uh I I think somebody asked uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, if um, after uh, Obama nominated two female uh, Supreme Court justices, if, if she was happy now and she's like, I'll be happy when they're all women. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've been the only woman here with all men. W- when is it going to balance the other way? Yeah. Like, preach. I mean, yeah. justice is female. Like, the statue of justice, it's a, it's a woman with, mm-hmm. the, with the scales. So I think that should be enough to argue the case that the Supreme Court should be all Yeah. Women. Absolutely.
3: I mean, if statues are that important as apparently they are in the South and And (laughs) I'm going to take statues seriously. (laughs)
2: um, I want the one of the angel cutting off the man's head. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Uh, (laughs) um, And then, okay. So the last thing we're going to talk about, will take us into our topic of uh, religion and um, that is in the news um, Brigham Young University there was a young lovely lesbian who decided to come out and come out publicly through a group an unofficial group that Brigham Young University has because they're definitely not going to have an official LGBTQ no. group on campus and if you're if you're Mormon uh, at least my understanding of it is if you like being gay is one of those unforgivable sins and you are basically excommunicated uh, immediately and I don't know if those stances are softening or if younger people are are trying to change that attitude. Um, I have known of people who were raised Mormon and, and were mm. excommunicated and um, changed their relationship with their family and you have to basically lose almost everything in your life and everything familiar to you and comfortable to you to be able to be yourself which seems horrible. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was cool that this woman came out and with... Uh, in photos, she didn't have her her name. She probably is smart enough to know that Google follows you for the rest of mm-hmm. your life. And uh, but um, talked about her her experience and um, how you know everybody around her talks about gay people and homosexuality as if nobody in the room could be that, and about how. Um, it wasn't a choice for her, and it was always confusing and she just came to the conclusion that God had to have make me had to have made me this way. and mm-hmm. if he made me this way, then how could it be wrong? Right. Uh, so, so that's a positive thing, but also shines a light on uh, yeah, religion. I mean so so many of us grow up uh, in, in a yeah. religious setting. I grew up Catholic, and I've renounced that. Uh, That's good.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, well, why
2: did I think you were, like,
1: half Jewish?
2: No. Oh, because I used to be married to a Jewish woman. Oh, I see.
1: <laughs> I see. Okay. Yeah. Um, speaking of excommunication, I'm not talking to my parents because I'm, I married a woman. Mm. Which really? Which is horrible. Yeah. I mean. I'm I didn't sp- know that. Well, they're not, like, that bad because it wasn't, like, a full-on disowning me. Uh, but it was definitely um, they didn't come to the wedding. Uh, they never congratulated us. Um, they barely call like. And every time we hang out with them, uh, when we did before we got married, they were always like so lovely to Jess and to my wife and whatever. Oh,
2: just to clarify, uh, Iman's wife was Jess Solomon, who was our guest on Diking Out last week.
1: Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> connecting the dots. Um, yeah, so it's uh, it's really it's really a horrible thing. Um, so they would always be lovely to, uh, like, to, to Jess when we were together in person. But, uh, yeah, they didn't show up to the wedding. They never, yeah. But the
2: marriage, so the marriage really changed it. That's what.
1: Um, yeah, and I mean, for them, it was just like, oh, we could still, like, talk and hang out. Um, we're just not going to, like, support any of that stuff. So, like, yeah. Jess and I are always welcome to the house, but. They just don't want to acknowledge the fact that we're married or mm-hmm. talk about it or anything, which is – it's so weird. It's so weird. So it's like mostly me not disowning them than the other way around.
2: Yeah. You know, I know mean, what I mean? Do you, I just, do you think it's because they're they're afraid of – that that accepting it is kind of condoning it. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. And
1: I cannot believe this, but this has been my issue with my parents. Like growing up all my life, it's they're so concerned with, with what people will say. Like mm-hmm. that's that's yeah. their religion. That's the most important thing. Which yeah. is so crazy because yeah. it's like, oh, you say that you love me, but I'm obviously you know secondary to these strangers. Yeah, yeah. That you like trash talk all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, that, that's that's such a real thing um, about being afraid of what people are going to say, e- even even without religion. I mean, I know my parents. Um, I mean, my mom's Catholic. My dad was raised Catholic, but he's atheist and very uh, vocal about that. But when when I came out to them, and, and especially when I told them I was getting married the first time. Um, my dad's thing is like, "Well, be careful. You don't need to be walking around with a sign and, you know, just like don't let people know when you're applying for a job." And yeah. I'm like, "Well, I don't want to work at a place full of bigots. It's not like I'm mm-hmm. going to an interview and I'm like, "Hi, I'm a dyke." <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not on my resume, right. but also like I don't I don't care that it's online cuz it it's like so much a part of my life that that I can't hide it but yeah this like being afraid of what other people are going to say I'm like I, I can deal with it that's not for you to worry about <laughs>
3: That does seem to be the one common factor amongst it's not that caring you know caring to that extent about what strangers think is a religious thing but it's certainly the one common thing across you know Catholic Baptist like all of these different kinds of religions at least of the ones that you know my friends come from it's like oh yeah well like that's the thing is they all judge each other behind each other's backs and then, but they worry so much about what these exact people think. I guess you could apply that to other like social institutions and stuff, but it seems to be the most like really, really deeply rooted in the, in, in, you know, your chosen religious community.
1: Yeah. I, I, that, that's why I'm not a fan of religious people. And I, I really, I, I say this as a joke on stage, but I really mean it. Like, I think the world would have been, a lot better off if people were closeted about their religious <laughs> beliefs and open about their sexuality. Yes, yes. you know what I mean. <laughs> it just would be uh, so great. It would yeah. be so great. It I, would. I don't understand why there's so much shame around sexuality in general. You know, I I don't yeah. know who came up with that whole idea of being like you should be ashamed of this. Don't touch yourself. Don't do this. I mean, so many repressed religion. Rules. That's where yeah. it came from. Yeah, I'm not a fan. But um, <laughs> I don't know. did did you grow up? Were you raised to be? I'm um, Muslim, 100% Muslim. Not religious. My mother is not veiled. You know, my parents didn't pray five times a day. My mom became religious later in life because, like, all of her siblings would die from cancer, and
4: mm. oh, she turned wow. to
1: God later. Um, but I mean, I've never, I've yet to meet an ideal religious person that I'm like, oh, I admire. You. Like, you're religious, and you're actually a good person. Everybody, they're <laughs> yeah. usually so judgmental. Yeah. It just makes. It makes no sense. And it separates people and it creates yeah. unnecessary superiority complexes. I'm really yeah.
2: I, I will say I know a few a few people and um one one person. I, I haven't met her her husband, but she grew up in we went to the same church. She had a very Catholic family, uh lots of siblings and um, I remember her sister got pregnant when she was a teenager and I was like, Well, she's having that baby for yeah. sure. And uh but this person, even though she was uh very religious and she went to a, a Jesuit college, I believe, um, just the most non judgmental. Uh it's kind of her her business. Like I only knew about it because we went to the we went to the same church, so we would talk about it sometimes. Um, but she was always like a good example to me of, of what it was to be religious. Um, but then on the on the same hand, like I also had friends who uh, were like very religious, but then like it was this one couple, and then they would do sex stuff <laughs> and then go to confession. <laughs> and then do more sex stuff and then go to confession again. I'm like, you're not really sorry for it. No. Like, uh-huh. And then they were so, like, judgy about everybody else and acted all, like, high and mighty because they were religious. I'm like, yeah. you have no idea. Like, this is so I know. just peak hypocrisy.
3: It um, makes me really thankful for the way I- – I grew up basically – not necessarily anti in an anti religious household, but just in one that didn't have it at all. Like we just didn't. I mean, granted, my my parents got divorced when I was like ten, so our time was not like we didn't have time to like go to church on Sundays. My mom, my mother was working, and she was like, you know, doing what she could to support us or or whatever. We just and I don't know. So like my each of my parents are remarried, and my mom is my mom and her husband are are basically. I mean, they're. Yeah, they're atheist. I mean, I could they they do kind of talk. They say that word when they my mom at least does, but um so yeah, I never had any sort of religious upbringing with her. Um my dad though is is a cafeteria Christian for sure, like kind of picking and choosing. The certain things to be on the I love that. Oh cafeteria yeah, Christian. it's Christian. <laughs> that's great. Oh really? Oh yeah, I wish I invented it. It's a real like it's a real thing. I guess being from the Midwest, everyone is a cafeteria Christian in some way, um yeah. just because Christianity is the, you know, or or some I don't know how they separate the different flavors, but the, you know, he's all about Christianity when it apply, when it can be used conveniently on some sort of moral crusade, yet he's you know, he's been a womanizer and does other things that would directly conflict with the total, like all the values that those, that religion presents. But, um, I don't know. I mean, that was kind of a factor in the fact that I didn't really come out to him until I was like 30. Um, and in waiting so long, it it got kind of ridiculous when I was waiting that long because it was so clear to everyone that I was gay. But like, but, uh, yeah, because I knew that because I was like, I wonder if this is going to be one of those things that he's all of a sudden weirdly Christian about. You know, yeah. like he doesn't talk. You know, you, you never know. Yeah, you never know with those people. You don't know with the cafeteria because you don't know which <laughs> of the you know which heat the lamp am I under? So like which? God.
2: <laughs> so I don't know.
3: It was. I mean, I always knew my mom was fine with it, but um, but I I am really thankful though in in hindsight and and in knowing so many gay people who did grow up under most of the. Most of my friends, you know, from, I guess, from being, you know, from the Midwest, there's a lot of, it's kind of a big Catholic presence there. I know a lot of Catholic gay people who really went through the ringer, like, internally for a long time, mm-hmm. not even not even when you consider all the outside factors, like the internal guilt that they've, the guilt they had built up for so long. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a really, is that exclusive to, like... I know that they say Catholic guilt is, like, a thing, but how is that different than, like...
2: It, it is because I, I think, I mean, uh, other religions might have it, but Catholicism, um, for whatever <laughs> reason, has um, a, a lot of the this, yeah, this big guilt component. And also, I mean, compared to Judaism, where you don't have, where hell isn't a thing, hell is, like, a very oh, okay. real thing in Catholicism, but also in other... Branches of Christianity. Yeah, hell
1: is like the Um, big... Muslims are like Catholics in that sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. We definitely have like uh, Muslim guilt. I felt really guilty coming out to my parents. Okay. For a long time because I felt like, you know, you just like grew up thinking uh, it's wrong. It's just wrong. And my parents till today, which is so crazy, and this is why I sort of disowned them and call them ISIS on a regular basis, (laughs) Um, (laughs) is why... um, (laughs) They just—I mean, it's just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's crazy. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so coming out to them was really, really hard because you don't want to disappoint them. You're like you—you mm-hmm. you yeah. came to this country to, to provide us with a better life, and I—I I decided to, you know, take that and flush it down the toilet by, <laughs> by first coming out to them as a comedian, right. and then yeah. later, <laughs> and then you later. Yeah, which did they take harder, the comedian
2: or? <laughs> it was bad. Both
1: both cases were so bad. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and yeah but, I mean my my experience with disappointing people uh <laughs> and, um so my parents my parents were fine because my my dad was atheist and my mom she had for the most part stopped going to church but I was very close with my grandparents who went to church every week and I love my grandparents so much and I want to spend time with them so I thought Oh, I can go to church with them every week, and um, spend and, and get to go to a buffet afterwards. Because mm-hmm. um, when, when I moved to the U.S. from can- in Canada, I had never been to a buffet, and then I oh, moved that's to all the we U.S. Here. Yeah. and then I started going to church, and then going to buffets. I'm like, what is this sorcery? Uh, yeah. this is, I'm going to keep going to church, um, but I, I always thought if I was a, a really good Catholic, that'd be a, a like how I was supposed to live, and I never really believed any of the stuff, but I'm like, oh, but these are good stories um, Mm -hmm. to to follow and good life lessons and stuff. So when, when I was gay and coming out, I never really explicitly came out to my grandparents. Mm-hmm. It was something my grandmother would kind of ask about when I had these uh, girlfriends, and she'd be like, "Oh, do they have a boyfriend?" <laughs> right. and kind of question around it. And um, I think she made a comment to to my mom once that that I was going to turn out to be a lesbian <laughs> or something. <laughs> like she she knew, and um, they it. W- yeah, it was something that 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 they knew, and especially when I when I got married. Um, they like definitely knew that, mm-hmm. that I was marrying a woman, um, and they, they were like too too old and um, not healthy enough to travel for it. But I think I think they would have come had they been able to.
1: You um, hear that, mom and dad?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think they would have. Yeah, even though I know like my. Grandpa, if he was, like, disappointed in it, he never said anything. And there are actually some cool memories I have where, well, one, uh, the gay men's choir came to sing at our church. And in, like, the church bulletin – or some, some church in Buffalo. And uh, this Catholic bulletin had these people that were – they were protesting and saying the gay men's choir should not be singing the Catholic church. And it was this uh, pro-life group that was doing that. And my, my grandfather, who was very pro-life, um, wrote this, like – big letter and he was getting like phone calls at the house in defense of the gay men's choir and being oh. like, that has nothing to do with abortion and let these men sing. And wow. what, what is oh. your problem with, with having them here? And this is just bigoted. And he started wearing rainbow suspenders to church. Oh.
1: To <laughs> That's the cutest thing. It
2: was very cute. Uh, aside his, besides his abortion stances. Right. But, um, you know, grandpas though. You we don't only worry about so why grandpa
3: did it. The fact is, he wore rainbow suspenders, and yeah. that's fine. <laughs> yeah,
2: and um, and then like another time, um, I was having dinner with my grandparents, and my grandma said something about Neil Patrick Harris coming out as gay, and she was like, "Oh, I was just so surprised to read that. It's such a shame." And my grandpa goes. Why is it a shame, Marianne <laughs> and then and then immediately she was like, "Oh, yeah, that's right. My granddaughter is probably gay, and wow. she was like, "Oh, just because he's so handsome and would probably make some woman very happy, <laughs> and he's like, "Well, now you can do it for a man
3: <laughs> I love that like reluctant acceptance of of us by old people and how it just becomes so like, well, I guess they're just gonna do it like it's not even <laughs> it's not even that they're like." proactively like learning it's just that they've accepted defeat and this is just the way the world is going on around them and that's it
2: i I had um well my cousin's cousin is is a lesbian and she got married and she got married locally so my grandparents went to that one um it, it it was interesting being being catholic and coming to terms with with being gay um I, I have a couple of interesting stories. I, I feel a weird. I feel like I'm the weird religious one. And I mean, <laughs> I, I've renounced it. But between the, the two of you, I grew up probably with the most religion. Um, and um, one time I was – I went to a Sunday, Sunday school mm-hmm. uh, so that I could get confirmed and everything. And the, the teacher asked everyone if being gay was a sin. Uh, And we're all like, uh, 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 easy one. uh, (laughs) So we all like shot our our arms up and we're like, yeah, duh. And then she was like, it's not. And we're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And she said, acting on it is. Because that would be the same Uh, as having... Is having sex before marriage. Well, Sarah, this is very progressive for a Catholic I was just, church. I know, and I got like, kind that. of
3: excited and then I was like, oh, damn it. Then mm-hmm. you have to think like, well, for them.
2: Yeah, well, but her thing, which is it, it was like because you can't get married and the Catholic church mm-hmm. is, is being gay and those are the only marriages we recognize. So um, it's the same as if you were to have sex before getting married because you can't get married and that's something reserved for for sex, whatever, then it's it's not a sin. Uh, like, Oh, okay. So I could just like think about ladies a lot. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, at, at one point, after I don't know, after my my second girlfriend broke up with me, and I was kind of like, uh, I don't know, like my life feels crazy right now. And I drove to my church and went to the rectory where the where the priest lives and knocked on the door. And I was like, I have an emergency. I'm like I'm gay. What, what do I do about this? And I told my priest that I was gay, and he's like okay, well, you know, uh, the Catholic Church, we do believe that this is something that occurs in certain cases where people have these feelings and they can't help it. Yeah, he made it sound like it was like a really rare thing that that I had contracted. Um, (laughs) And he said, think of it this way. It's like if you really love tomatoes... But you're allergic to tomatoes, so you probably shouldn't eat those tomatoes because if you eat the tomatoes, bad things will happen. I'm like, "Uh, but tomatoes make me cum. Like I'm, I'm on a tomato-only diet. Oh, I'm
3: never gonna look at tomatoes the same. I love this.
2: But it, again, it was like another thing. I don't know if I was just like at one of the the more like liberal Catholic churches. I can't imagine that for you know for anyone else to go to their like clergy yeah. person and be like, I'm I'm gay. Especially like that at that time. Um, not like it was that long ago, but it was still like early. 2000s. I mean, I think a lot
3: in the last 15 years has changed.
2: Yeah, I think a lot more has changed. But and, um, it's cool when you go to gay pride, you see, like, a lot of religious yeah. booths and stuff. But but kind of like Iman
0: said, I'm, like, anti organized religion. Yeah. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back.
2: and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg
1: Cream. So if you like funny, true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Um, yeah, it
3: just... It's, do, you have, do you have siblings?
1: I do, a younger sister and a younger brother.
3: Do they... What's their whole, like, take on...
1: They're, yeah, they're young, awesome, they're not yeah. religious, you know. hmm Yeah. So I mean, although, although I just remembered, my brother and I don't get along very well. Um, he's just like such. So just to give you an example of the hypocrisy of my parents, which is not necessarily religious because they're not religious, but um, they use the religion. I guess they're like cafeteria Muslims, mm-hmm. too. So they use it whenever they uh, when it serves them. Yeah. That's right. Um, so my brother was dating this girl who was like really antisocial, horrible, rude to my parents. Um, my parents did everything to try to like get her to come over to hang out with her to just like they really like bent over backwards and he's like a guy who's like not great like my brother is a troublemaker anyway Mm -hmm. they've done everything to try to like you know work it out with him and with me they like they were able to drop me in a second Mm. although like i've been such a good daughter very responsible from day one i Mm -hmm. worked from like such a young age I did everything right except for the, I guess, comedy and gay married stuff, but um, <laughs> and they were like so. It was so easy for them to just drop me, you know, yeah. in the name of religion because, you know, that's what they is believe. it because he's their son and it's like a different. I mean, I never, I never thought that. Uh, my parents were sexist like that, and I always felt that my mother preferred me over the other kids. <laughs> to be honest, so they weren't like they weren't like, oh, it's a boy, and yeah, you know, we have to love the boy more at all. I just I think it's a straight relationship, uh-huh. and they valued that.
3: Yeah, like a dysfunctional straight relationship is better to them is more palatable than a perfectly healthy, happy same sex relationship. That's right.
1: Hmm. Whereas like I'm so happy and I would tell them, I'm like, I think you guys would be happy if I ended up marrying like a good for nothing guy like my brother and like lived in your basement. Yeah. And they're like, Yeah. Oh uh, wow. That's isn't that rough. nuts? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. So crazy. Um so and, and they're not even that religious. They're not even religious, but so they feel like they feel it's, it's just these principles where they feel like they have to stick to certain things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, growing up, th- my dad would be like, we're Muslim, we're different, we don't do this stuff. But it's like, you drink alcohol, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And anyway, so it's just, it's, they're Muslim when it's, it suits them. Mm-hmm.
2: Do, do you think there's a way for somebody to be more uh, religiously Muslim and be gay?
1: And be able to kind of resolve. I know, so I met this guy in uh, in uh, Winnipeg. He has an amazing podcast too. I, I wish I could remember. Gay lunch, it's called. Anyway, um, he's really I lovely, love one of those. and he's, <laughs> he's uh, lots of tomatoes. <laughs> so um, he, he's so adorable. This Muslim uh, gay guy, and he actually prays five times a day. Oh, wow. Like, what? Anyway, he was, like, really cute just saying how, like, he, he really does believe in the religion. He prays, and then he just, like, rolls around the prayer rug to, like, Madonna's, like, a virgin or something. <laughs> anyway, so funny. So some people are able to find that. I remember when I was younger having a Catholic gay friend, and he would wear a cross. And I'm like, why would you do that? Like, your religion doesn't accept you. you yeah. know? But a mm-hmm. lot of people, you know, you can't tell somebody what to... You know, if they believe in God and mm-hmm. are gay, why not? Yeah. yeah, I don't get it, but why yeah. not?
2: Yeah, I mean i I renounced the Catholic religion for for a number of reasons. One, um, them protecting priests that were molesting children. Oh, big uh, time! Hello,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: I'm like, be. Um, Oh, now I'm forgetting the, the name there's oh, Episcopalian I think it's like Catholic light. Uh. Uh-huh. Um and I, I don't know if their their people are molesting kids as well, but like the the Catholic thing it was like systematic enabling oh, yeah. of child molesters and um I'm like how how can anybody still want to call themselves a Catholic when, right. when this was from like the highest ranks, um of, of protecting this and allowing this to happen, like leave. There are yeah. other religions that are close enough <laughs> yeah. that you don't <laughs> need to keep being Catholic, and you know they're and in this. Keep giving them right your now. money,
3: like that's the whole thing. Is yeah, the money yeah. That's they generated need money. From this. They need
2: people to want to join them. I'm like, why do why do you want to be with these? It's so it's so corrupt and and terrible. But but then also,
1: um, I mean, and what a convenient way for pedophiles to get into priesthood. Yeah. Right? Like, it's so bad. Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah. They they know they'll get away with that. Yeah. Yeah. Spotlight, the movie Spotlight, you guys remember that? Oh, it's so good. It was so unbelievable.
2: Yeah, I had a joke that I used to tell um, uh, about that. Well, I guess I'll I'll (laughs) – I'm going to go into a little bit of my bit. Uh, (laughs) Well, where this came up was that my sister, when my nephew was born, um, she asked – if I wanted to be the godmother, and I told her I, I couldn't be the godmother because I no longer believe in mothers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, because I'm no longer Catholic. And then we watched the movie Spotlight together, and, um, and, it was after we watched the movie, like a week later, that she asked me if I wanted to to nice. be and my sister, she never went to church. All right. right. Like she had her first communion and was like, bye. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. After that. She was never religious. Um, but her and her husband isn't either, but the mom is, so it's more like they're going through the, it's always about the steps the, of it.
3: What the grandparents want when what it comes the to kids. which blows want. my mind. Like, it's your turn now. Just yeah. do what you want with your like your mom had her chance. She blew it. I know, And <laughs> with something, whatever it is, she's making up for.
2: I mean, yeah, they can do what they want, but yeah. I was surprised. I was surprised and was like, "What? Why are you doing this?" I'm like, "I think you missed the point in the movie." Yeah, and uh, <laughs> my punchline for that is, uh, "No, I think you p- missed the point in the movie." Did you see how much money those families got? Uh, <laughs> but I don't, I don't do that joke anymore. That's it's uh, officially retired. <laughs> officially retired here. Uh, no, but um, I and my mom was like. Carrie why won't you just you just have to stand there. I'm like, no, no, no. I have to stand there and I have to renounce Satan yeah. and say all this stuff that I don't believe in a place that doesn't view my marriage as valid. Mm-hmm. And w- I'm I'm not going to participate in that. Like to, and then everyone's everyone I told about it thought I was being super crazy, but I'm like, no, like I I'm happy to be super super aunt and if you yeah. want to write me into the will if something happens to both of them, I will yeah. take that kid in a, in a second. But I I don't feel the need to be uh, a godmother, and it was kind of this this weird thing, and um, so yeah, <laughs> so I, know, I my cousin, um, and and she's out, so I can say this, but but. Uh, she she came out to my sister because then my sister asked her to be the godmother. She's She was like, Why not Carolyn? She's like, Oh, Carolyn has objections to it because she's like a lesbian and uh, yada, yada. And she's like, Oh, um, nobody knows this yet, but I'm a lesbian. So are you still okay with me? I mean, I'll do it, uh, but are you okay oh, with I don't me? I like, Did she strike out with that lesbian too? No, 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 okay? no, she didn't. She didn't. So, so my amazing. cousin's the, the godmother now.
1: But I thought your cousin just made it up. She's like an excuse to get out of yeah. being a godmother. I'm a lesbian. Yeah. That, would have been, that would have been a better story. That would have been a better story. But I was
2: like, man, I was trying to make a stand with this. Yeah. <laughs> so is she the godmother now? She is the oh, godmother. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give it to her. That's fine. I mean, yeah, I don't know. And there's then, also
1: this this thing about religion that bothers me also is that you can't, for some reason, criticize religion or religious people. You're supposed to just, like, sit there and nod your head and mm-hmm. be like, that's just the way it is. Yeah. While they could criticize and say whatever they want about agnostics or atheists or whatever, oh, mm-hmm. sure. gays or, you know, it makes no sense. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. There's, there's such a, a double standard about it. Um, I mean, it's... Oh, I don't know if I want to go there. I was going to say it's it's kind of almost like the way that it is with the military. Like, you can't criticize the military, well, even is, though we yeah. have a military-industrial complex in the, in this country. But, you know, God forbid you say anything other than a soldier being a hero because they're, like, willing to put their, right. their lives on but the line. But don't talk about
3: the sex the rape abuse. rape and the sex abuse yeah, that happens cycle to in the women and all, those and all yeah. the
2: cover-up and and that kind of stuff and the culture yeah. um, of... You know, mascul- toxic masculinity that and how perpetuated that is by prevails. the military. Yeah. yeah, it was actually cool at the Ryan Murphy thing. I went to. They took questions from the audience, and there was a guy who uh, recently um, retired from the the Navy, and he was gay. And uh, now that he got to come out of the military, but like just talking about how much Ryan Murphy's work meant to him mm-hmm. and, and it inspired him to want to go into film and be a writer and tell gay stories because it's still. Um, they're just like aren't enough mm-hmm. of them, but yeah. But but yeah, re- re- religion. It's like y- you're not supposed to be able to criticize someone for for their beliefs, but it's like
1: yeah. Like whoa. when they say like nonsensical things. I grew up with a my th- dad's sister is really religious. I mean, my father finally stood up to her, but um, she was just like. Every every time she'd come over, is talking about did you pray? You didn't pray. By the way, hell is going to be really bad. Uh, uh, wow! It's so it's so hard. It's so hard to get into heaven. Like you really have to be such a perfect person. And she was such a fucking bitch.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, like, I'm, at least be a good person. But she, yeah. she yeah. would really like, w- and we would be terrified. Uh, finally, my father was had to like stop her and be like, listen, I don't think God created human beings so they. Could barbecue them later, you know. It's (laughs) just scaring the kids. That's it. (laughs) Stop with your stuff. I mean, that's the thing about my father. Again, when his sisters decided to veil themselves, they got um, religious with age. He was just like, "What are you doing? You think any guy's looking at you at this point? You're already like, you know, (laughs) what do you? What's the what's the point of this? Anyway, yeah,
2: that's interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, an interesting thing to me about it's just it seems like anybody with any type of objective thinking when you think about it it's like if you were to take just like a bunch of babies and raise them in a lab somehow Mm -hmm. maybe with a bunch of atheists and then you have them living in this kind of bubble where they don't get exposed to these stories Mm -hmm. what what would they what would they think when they believe in yeah what you know like it's not like There's this one truth, so so like all this fighting and stuff over religion. It's like it's if there was like one obvious answer, then we would all know it and all see and be like, oh yeah, yeah, obviously, like this is how it is. But uh, or
1: something concrete that we could see. All we see is that everybody believes in God, and it's like the world is such a disaster. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) this God sucks. I don't know. Like,
3: (laughs) yeah. I remember being a kid. I was a really, really realistic child. Like, I was was the oldest, and like. I was just very aware of like just kind of the reality of everything about life and about like you know my family structure and some of the economic reality we were facing and everything. But I I distinctly remember being very very young and hearing some of the biblical stories and being exposed to it a little bit through my grandma and a little bit through my dad here and there and just accepting it from the very beginning as these are stories. But no, I never, I never once, even when people, when you know the grown ups would explain to me well, you know, it's God, and he's everywhere, and he sees everything. And I remember being very little and being like, well, that's not possible. Like, that's not, that doesn't make any sense. And I had kind of, as a kid, in my in my brain, I remember thinking that, like, the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus and God are all just the a same, story the, that, yeah. That, yeah. that the grown-ups made up to make us behave. Yeah. Like, I understood that at the like. like I, I really did, like, in the same year, kind of write off all three of them as being, oh, the, okay, that was just a thing that the grown-ups were telling us about yeah. that wasn't real. Not that any, none of the grown-ups said, well, God isn't real either. They all, you know, they sort of, they they conceded that Santa wasn't real and that the Easter Bunny wasn't real when I was little. And I, in my head, was like, well, obviously God's not real either. You know, like, yeah I, I just had this sort of, like, thought when I was a kid that, well, that doesn't make any sense either. That That's all kind of in the same realm of, like, these all-seeing beings that the that the grown-ups made up.
2: I, I had a hard time believing in God, but I always used to say that I believe in Jesus more than God. Like, I believed in Jesus as yeah. more of, like, a philosopher, that this person yeah. existed. Like a mortal um, person. Yeah, they made, like, great wooden tables and chairs, yeah. <laughs> and then I had a lot of nice things to say about yeah. how to treat your neighbors and stuff, and, uh, you know, material possessions aren't important. And I, I was down with all that, but then all of the other stuff, I'm like, well, this isn't... This doesn't make any doesn't sense. It doesn't really add up. Yeah. I, was, I was told I wasn't allowed to ask any more questions uh, in my religion class because all the stories, I'm like, if two of every animal came on to Noah's Ark and then they sacrificed one of them at the end, how did they reproduce if all the other animals died? And they're like, oh, well, they they made
1: it on the boat. I'm like, it's
2: not mating season for every (laughs) animal. For 40... They're like, no more questions, Carol. (laughs) Yeah. You cannot ask any more questions. All religious
1: stories seem to be like some drunk people at a bar came up with that. Yeah. And they're like... (laughs) Believe me, they're gonna t- they're gonna take you know people are gonna fall for this. Just like yeah. go with it, go with it. You yeah, know? they're all
2: like <laughs> old timey memes. Yeah, they are. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Meme culture really did come from the Bible, I think.
3: Yeah,
1: the- I mean, it's so ridiculous to me that religion is a real thing and is a, as powerful as, as it is today. Like even circumcision. But mm-hmm. Jews and Muslims do. Like for yeah. men who are so obsessed with their penis. Yeah. You yeah. know, for somebody to be like, oh, cut it off. And he's like, okay, you know, it's yeah. just like for fathers to do that to their sons. I mean, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, you would it's think a powerful that would thing. be
3: the one thing that they wouldn't want to do. to exactly. Like they wouldn't want like, to, you know, remove part of this precious part of their bodies that's like the all-powerful like I don't know, yeah, that, that does seem a little bit odd to me that they're all that they're they're all okay that. with that. Yeah,
2: like, I, I get if people want uh, like a belief system or maybe spirituality. Like like the world is also pretty crazy and pretty mm-hmm. messed up and very terrifying. And I can see that there is comfort in having something, even if it's not true, to at least mm-hmm. have some type of like order or focal point that you return to um, when things get crazy and be like, oh, well, what does my religion say about this or something, like some type of almost guide to life. But once you get it organized and once it becomes this like, well, my way is better than your way. Like I used to – I asked my grandfather once if um, like like do all of the religions go to heaven too? Like, you know, all religions have really good people, but do only Catholics – um, go to heaven, and his response was uh, very much something a man in Buffalo would say. He's like, <laughs> he's like, uh, it's like if uh, someone told you you had to go to Rochester. There are a lot of ways to drive to Rochester, <laughs> but we think Catholicism is the most direct way to Rochester. And oh I'm like, wow. All right. That's a uh, Catholics were good at making these analogies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for me to, I love how Rochester is like Roche, his, like, like is not heaven. Not heaven. Yeah. yeah, Rochester <laughs> is hell. Uh, Toronto would have been closer. Yeah, <laughs> to heaven. Um, yeah, I mean the, and it, it 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 is hard for me, and because I see them a pride all the time, like all these religious groups. I'm like mm-hmm. it's it's weird because it's still like this religion is. Rooted in this thing that um, you know, like so many of my friends' weddings, they had the the reading where it's like. Eve was made from Adam's rib oh, and man. God yeah. made him to especially fit for whatever. And I'm sitting there like, oh my gosh, this is the most like hetero pa- like passage in the whole yeah. Bible and it's being right. I'm like, it, I'm like, okay, so you believe that that woman was was made for man and like, that's why you're joining in union today. So like, what did you think when you were at my wedding? Like yeah, or, exactly. where you're like, oh, no ribs. I, don't know. I was invited to a wedding <laughs> once
3: where they did this whole reading. It was, purely a pro-life thing. It was like, let's all, it was a Catholic wedding and it was like a full-on cat, like a, just a diesel Catholic wedding. Like <laughs> everything was all in. It was like a three-hour, you know, yeah. the mass or whatever. And the groom's little sister who was like in high school at the time did this whole, her whole reading was a pro-life message and it was like almost a pro-life sermon it got to that point. It was like, and let's all join hands and and pray to God to end abortion and we're like, at a wedding, and I'm like, oh my god! And and of course, I'm sitting there. I was out at the time, and the, my plus one was a gay man who's I'm no longer friends with, and he also grew up with all this Catholic guilt and everything too. But we we kind of looked at each other like they they invited like so so they haven't said anything. Well, they did actually throw in a little a little sprinkle in that whole, in their reading about marriages between a man and a woman. I'm yeah. like, the bride invited myself and my friend here yeah. knowing that we're out and gay and like this is the kind of shit they're going to talk about in the ceremony. I don't know. It just, not that it was about us, but it was like, if you guys feel that way, shouldn't your wedding be like a kind of you telling the world, like, this is exactly who we are and this is who we are as a but couple. But then they can't show off
2: how progressive they are by having
3: token Oh, lesbians. and I kind of felt, I felt like I a token in that to, moment. Yeah, I was like, I was am I, are a we tokens? Once. Is this
2: what's happening right now? That they're just like, look how yeah. cool we are inviting these two gay people. I definitely went to a wedding once where I'm like, I think we were just invited here because you don't know any other gay people and we're like, yeah. the cool gay people. And you want the photo uh, op At the and, wedding. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, they, they were nice people, and I know they they liked us, but it felt out of place mm-hmm. being invited. But one, one cool thing I will say, I've had numerous straight friends who got married, and they included either readings or in the little pamphlet thing, um, writings from the um, – uh, Supreme Court decision. Oh, that's cool. Um, and some of, like, the, the rationale. And I like that they recognize, like, hey, we're going to have gay people here. And we think of marriage as, like, a, yeah. um, as a construct that includes them, yeah. too. And, like, it it makes me cry every time. Like, yeah. they, just thinking about it, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I that wonder you if that was thinking... their, like, stern
3: warning to all the conservative aunts and uncles in the crowd. Like, yeah. listen, we invited <laughs> you reluctantly. <Yeah>. Like, you... <laughs> <laughs> This is where you. This it's 2017 at this
2: wedding. Like yeah. you can't. Yeah, those are those are the real allies. Yeah, so unless, unless you talk about us gays in your in your yeah. wedding ceremony, you're not a true ally. Yeah. Um, when we we need to start winding down. Iman, mm-hmm. is there any other ending thoughts you have I on did, religion other than like yeah, knock it off?
1: I I am a bit of a hypocrite actually because I <laughs> keep I keep shitting on religion, but um the truth is I. Because I grew up Muslim, and although I wasn't religious, whenever I have a really important show, I, like, resort to Quranic verses. So oh, I yeah? say yeah, like interesting. Muslim prayer in my head. Oh. That's, like, what? Because th- that's the only way I could, like, express myself. Interesting. Um, for, right? So, okay. so my but gratitude, it, it's comforting. my gratitude and my prayer are done in a Muslim manner. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't pray five times a day, but I try to, like... The things that I've held on to are, are prayer and, and gratitude. Mm-hmm. I
2: think it's okay to cherry pick the good stuff. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> as fine. As long as I, yeah,
1: I'm, I'm being good and not, right. Yeah,
2: I yeah. mean, there, there's some, um, there, there is some good to, to be found and um, I don't know. Even sometimes yeah. like go, going into churches, I'm like, oh, there's like so much – Beauty and art here, and thinking about uh, like the the art that it inspired in the music, and like when I hear the Ave Maria, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. I I think the
3: the most beautiful buildings in New York City are churches. Churches. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. it's
1: so true. Um, But Uh, you know,
2: stop hating on people who are different from you. Yeah, (laughs) just (laughs) just like knock, just knock it off. Uh, Maybe stop letting
3: lawmakers use your principles to. The shit out of us with legislation. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, like the whole. I don't know. It just it, the the muddying of the lines between church and state in this country is so. It so directly impacts us, f- like first in a lot of ways as far as LGBT rights as a broader, you know, as a broader topic. But I just I I can't. It's really really hard for me to separate the the legislative component of religion and how much religion affects legislation from the people. Who keep it going with their money or with their attendance or with their or time and everything?
1: That's definitely a culture shock for me moving from Canada to America. Like Canada, we are, our politicians never talk about the God. It's not like here where you're like yeah. as as if Donald Trump believes in God. Like no. there's no, no, there's no way. That. I know. There's no way. But we don't have that. Like our last. It's like that in Europe too. For our last, almost Europe. Uh, Prime Minister, who was super conservative, and I only found out like much later in his in his you know uh, political life that he was mm-hmm. evangelical. Mm. I had no idea Stephen Harper was so an here. Evangelical. You know, uh, in their
3: on their campaign every trail, day, you yeah. know, and every single thing they do, yeah, how they feel about religion.
2: Or you how know. they don't feel, how they just say yeah. they feel so that they can right. get more
3: votes. Kind of yeah.
2: yeah. So that brings me to my random or not so random question of of the week that we end the show on. Um, but but this week, Iman, uh, my question, well, I'm throwing it to you and, and Sarah too. Uh, why shouldn't I move to Canada? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you should move. You it's, should move. I mean, I, my it, wife
2: and I are, are both Canadian. This is something that, that I think about often and with the, the gun control stuff um, going on and just feeling like nothing's ever going to get better. And I know things get, like, a little bit better, but then they also, like, mm-hmm. then take a big step back. Like, they get better. We had Barack Obama, but now it, we're in everything is crazy, just, yeah. psycho land. It's, like, the most nightmarish person is president. Um, and then I'm like, oh, I should, I should move to Toronto. I can still do comedy. I can still um, have my career mm-hmm. my other career and um
3: i can't think of a reason why i mean i don't i i would say this podcast i guess <laughs> uh, honestly, i don't want you to move to canada honestly like
2: like this podcast <laughs> and, and the box are the things that keep me but, yeah. but then sometimes i think like well toronto did elect rob ford <laughs> as mayor it's true. Yeah. because so, of the yeah.
1: suburbs because of immigrants i can't believe that yeah that's who voted for him I yeah. loved him. Ethnic ethnic groups in, really? in the suburbs of Toronto and Scar- Scarborough. Did he die? Yeah, yes. he died. Okay. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. What a joke. Um, I mean, the, the reason to be in America is, is just that the sky's the limit here. There's a bit of a ceiling in comedy in Canada. But yeah. I think that's also a lot of people are trying to work on that and fixing that and, and trying to. But we don't have a star system in Canada. We're too humble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We're too humble. So... And I want fame and fortune, so this Mm -hmm. is what I'm doing here. And what's good about New York? And it's been working for you. I mean, it's been decent. I mean, I'm I'm more popular in Canada than ever before (laughs) since I moved. Yeah. Uh, But um, I do think that in New York City, we're surrounded by so many like-minded people. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like in New York, we're in this bubble where like Hillary's president in our minds, you know? So.
3: Yeah, yeah. New York's kind of a different world. I am harshly reminded of that when I go anywhere but here, but especially when I go back home, I get this like once the captain announces that the plane is descending when I'm going back to the Midwest, I get this very specific like anxiety, like just deep in my soul of like, oh God, I'm not in New York anymore. I'm so gay looking. Like I'm just very well aware of like my androgynous presentation as the plane descends into the Midwest and that's kind of, that sucks. But New York's amazing. New York yeah. is amazing, but I think that, America is not. That's
2: the thing. Yeah, it's like I – well, I love and hate New York, but I, I love I love New York mm-hmm. so much. And, yeah, all the opportunities are, are really what keeps me here. But then I think, mm-hmm. like, how much does that matter compared to being in a country that has kind of, like, the same, like, morals about, like, humanity? Yeah. <laughs> Just, like, how to – Treat humans, and and even when they get things wrong, they're trying to make things right. Like they're, they're paying back money to all the, um, natives who, um, were taken away from. Uh, their, their reservations um, like child welfare took them away mm. and put them up for adoption in these families because the Canadian government standards weren't the same as uh, on the reservation in terms of like education or wh- yeah. whatever it is and um, and now Canada's paying out a lot of money to Good. to those people and being like yeah we need to right our, our wrongs we're here it's like they won't take down yeah. a confederate statue
1: Right? Yeah.
3: <laughs> we did terrible things and here's a statue and don't try to take it down or we will March with tiki torches.
1: And yeah, I don't be remember terrible. which comedian told me this, but it was like really hopeful when Trump got elected. So they said that Barack Obama was like, it was so progressive and advancing America, and Donald Trump is just a backlash to it. So, you know, when like the pendulum you tr- swing, exactly. Yeah. So this is the last like negative thing that we're gonna have. I know. I'm maybe. Out hope I don't on know. That.
2: That, that's is, what they say. Like, like before, supposed to be the worst. That an animal like, is like um, most violent right before it dies. Oh It's like yeah. that's when it. It's like the final lash out, like struggling oh, for, for the for last life. gasp of, of yeah, and, yeah. And that's what people are are predicting. And I like I hope for the Republican Party
3: or for yeah, yeah. I don't know.
2: Um, if Let's not- hope. Yeah, if not, I'll be in Canada. Yeah. Out. But I'm here I'm here for now. I have a lease. I'm here yeah. for another year.
1: <laughs> uh, Imam, where can people find you online or where can they go see you at at a show? Um, I you could find me at Imanifique on Instagram and Twitter. Uh my website is imentertainment.com. dot com. I'm very conceited, obviously. <laughs> just using my name for everything. Uh, and I'm all over in New York City. Um, you know.
2: Yeah, go online, yeah. check her website, Sierra her to I've seen Iman many, many times now and I never get sick of it. I'm oh, always you're laughing. Too sweet. It's wonderful. <laughs> uh you've you opened first to shear Zameda again. I did,
1: yeah. She's uh, really Toronto. she's really so lovely. I mean, I yeah. couldn't believe the first time that I performed in front of her. We were both um, on a show at UCB East and she like after her set, she just stood there and watched everybody. You know how, like most people, just leave, especially out, somebody yeah. of her, you know, level. Yeah. And she just like watched my entire set from from you know how like comics could stand by the yeah, stage. Yeah. And I was just obviously like pissing my pants the whole time. <laughs> um, but she was so lovely, and she invited me to to which you came to. Yeah. Party time. Uh, party time was amazing, and then in Toronto. I opened for her again. It was great. Yeah, she's so lovely. Shout out to Sushira Samada for being so awesome.
2: Yeah, Yay. yeah. Go see her too if you're going to see comedy. She's a lot of fun. Follow us online at Diking Out on uh, Instagram, Twitter. Email us dykingout at gmail.com. Leave us a review on iTunes, please, and tell all your friends to Dike Out with us. Thank you, and join us next week. Bye.